0: Building the Foundation podcast. I am Marilyn from the Miller Public Schools Foundation. And I'm Ashley with Miller Public Schools. All right, we're back from winter break. Seniors are in schools, they're on the homeward stretch. Can you remember that time? Didn't that oh, feel good? Good, but also stressful. Well, stressful, yeah. I feel like though you kick in that senioritis uh-huh. and... Uh, but. Anyway, final semester of their high school career. One of the ways that we continue to impact our students and community here at the foundation is through our scholarship program. Annually the foundation connects Millard graduating seniors with over $150,000 in scholarship funding and around 100 students receive those scholarships through this program. So we're gonna talk a little little bit about that. Um, In this episode, we chat with Millard alum Lucas Gappa and Millard teacher and now counselor, Jessica Hamsey. We hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome, Jessica and Lucas. Thanks for joining us today. So, Lucas, you're a Millard West alum, also a Kids Network employee at Wheeler Elementary, and also an award recipient of, I believe, if I counted right, five scholarships from our scholarship program. Um, You attend UNO field of study, secondary education. Is that still correct? Okay. Yep, secondary
1: special education.
0: Awesome. Um, I just continue to be impressed with all of our Millard students and you are no different. I looked through, you, you have quite a list of wonderful scholarships you won that had high criteria. So um, no doubt we're talking to some of the, one of the brightest. So let's talk a little bit about the scholarships you've received from the foundation and maybe other places That you also received scholarships from, and how that impacted your first year of college.
1: So I would say that uh, the Millard scholarships definitely had a major impact on uh, like like my decision for schools and stuff like that. But it also like applying for those scholarships made me realize how many other scholarships were out there because like my goal was to just like apply for as many scholarships as I could get, and like I was able to receive with my like, because I, as a student, I didn't have the highest ACT score. And honestly, the highest ACT score is not something you should be worried about as a student. Mm-hmm. It's all the other small scholarships that no one knows about and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. uh, as a student, I received all my, all, all five of those Millard scholarships. And then I also received the TSA scholarship down at UNO which is the teacher scholars Academy, which is pretty much they pay for pretty much all of your tuition. And then some more, some more stuff on top of that. So honestly, I just, on things that I would do differently as a student, I would make sure that I look at like, not worry as much about the ACT and worry more about filling out the scholarships that I could possibly get without like with the ACT score that I have is like me last year at this time for the month of December and January, I filled out probably one scholarship every other day, oh, if wow. not one scholarship a day. So that's 60 days of, I probably filled out 40 to 40 scholarships, applications and stuff like that.
0: Well, and I know from, helping with Brandon Lampy, who does it in our office, just the amount of work that takes for you as a student um, to fill out those applications and write the essay. Because it's not, you know, maybe the general scholarship application has similar pieces, but the essays typically always vary. Um, and so that's a huge, huge commitment. And I guess my question would be, how did you find out about scholarships? Where Was that something that you know, teachers told you about? Were you just resourceful and knew, like, this is important for me to be able to go on for school, so I need to, you know, do the best that I can to find these? Tell us a little bit about that.
1: So, originally, scholarships I found out about were definitely from teachers. Like, my teachers reached out to me and talked to me about, because uh, I was in the Education Academy, here, Millard, and uh, a lot of my teachers through the Education Academy were telling me to fill out the Miller Foundation ones, because a lot of them deal with education majors and stuff like that. Uh A lot of them are geared towards those majors. So I was told to fill out a lot of those. And then I also, like with the Teacher Scholars Academy, one that I filled out, that that was one that I found out about, honestly, a couple days before it was due. But uh, uh, my teacher told me about it and she was like, honestly get on top of it, get it done as mm-hmm. fast as you can, make sure that it's done to the best of your ability. That's exactly what I did, and yeah, now I'm down living on campus.
0: <laughs> That's awesome, and Jessica, as a teacher, and, and I believe now counselor, you know, what should students be doing to position themselves to apply for scholarships? I know, um, you know, it's important to note that there's scholarships for the high achievers and the, and the high performers, but there's also scholarships for, and I would have considered myself an, an average student, but there's also opportunities for people who need financial need, you know, I mean, there's lots of different criteria to look at. So how can students be positioning themselves to apply for scholarships?
2: Yeah, I think one of the best things, and I know Lucas, I'm knowing his personality, he does this really well, but I think um, if students can get to know their teachers and get to know their school counselors, um, lots of times we see students, you know, they can sometimes wait till senior year or the end of junior year, but it's like anything you can do to get down there and build a relationship. um, They have that that information firsthand, um, and it's if you know where to look for those, that definitely helps when it comes to applying for them. Um, So I think that's Mm -hmm. the one thing is putting yourself in position to get the information about those different scholarships and there's a lot of free resources as well um, out there for students and educators can help students lead those or find those for students.
0: And one thing I thought was kind of interesting just reading through, you know, sometimes reading through some of those applications or the criteria is that it's not all academic based. You know, people are looking for volunteer hours work experience. So talk a little bit about some of those other pieces that kids might want to, or students might want to be kind of honing in and kind of brushing up on to, to kind of put that, like get that edge up on somebody. Um, in that process?
2: Um, I know like freshman day is a big thing in the high schools that um, we do for students and I always tell students that first day is high school is about getting involved and having fun. Um, Truly especially freshman year it's your chance to you know branch out meet new people Um, and if you haven't found your niche yet like get involved and if you don't like something it's okay to um, not be involved with that anymore and try something else Um, and I think Lots of times like we think, oh, colleges are looking for superheroes and they're looking for this, you know, grand um, resume and, you know, really, they're just looking for genuine people. Um, so I think if you can, if you build your resume, you build your schedule um, to reflect who you are and your interest, colleges will see that. It'll come across um, in your different essays and things that, you know, they want well-rounded individuals. So I think anything you can do, and like Lucas, you talked about your ACT score. You know what? Sometimes ACT scores just aren't where we want them to be, um, and that's okay. Um, If you have the other stuff to support, then colleges will see that.
0: Right. And Lucas, just uh, one of the things I'm curious, like, let's say you didn't win these scholarships. You know, what, what would your college experience look like at that point? Like, if you didn't have these scholarships, would you still be where you are? Um, would you maybe not be able to live on campus let's just talk about how some of those scholarships maybe have impacted how you've been able to move into that college experience
1: honestly I'd say if I didn't receive a lot of these scholarships that I've received that it'd be a major major difference because uh I would probably be either I honestly would probably either I might still be at UNL or I might be going to a place like metro or something like that but uh or I would be Go into, uh or I'd still be working at KidsNet and just going to UNO or something like that but honestly these scholarships have definitely had a major impact on my life because uh I, I filled them out being as genuine as possible because when I was in high school I joined as much as I possibly could like I did I never thought I would do unified sports my freshman year and then I just joined unified sports and I joined every single one that I could possibly join. And then also, I never thought that my, me in middle school, I would have never thought I would have joined rugby or would have done all these great things that I did in high school that I will never regret doing. And honestly, in high school, in like middle school and stuff like that, I honestly thought I was going to be like still playing basketball, still playing baseball and all that stuff in high school. Still trying to be a three-sport athlete, but yeah, all that has changed a lot. And then the scholarships have had a very, very big impact because I would probably still be at home, working my working my kids' net job, which I still am. Obviously, I would love my job, but I'd be probably putting in twice as many hours as I am now,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and still. Or trying maybe
0: to- not. Like, are you on living in the dorms? Are you on campus?
1: Yeah, I'm on campus right yeah, now. Yeah,
0: so maybe that experience wouldn't have been as, you know, easy to do if, if the scholarships didn't come through. And I think getting that full experience is important if that's something that people are interested in and that allows you to do that. So,
3: And even just having peace of mind of having to take out less student loans and well, yeah. you know, not having that, you know, I felt like I had a ton of student loans and I feel like I was just kicking the can down the road with that. So, right. yeah, having all those scholarships and not having that worry is amazing.
1: Well... Also for like I had a couple scholarships for football that I could have taken as well like I I had a couple scholarships from a couple of schools but they were private schools so it was like I was going to pay $40,000 for college either way cuz right. the, the it was doned. so I was going to take it, it they were going to take like $18,000 off for schol- for the scholarship but it still would have been $40,000 after the scholarship so
0: Right yeah that financial burden For students is a real thing, you know, and so these scholarships really hopefully allow students to either have an experience they wouldn't have been able to have or can kind of have that leg up when they leave school and don't have a ton of debt, Um, you know, so it's it's wonderful. I have got to tell you, I'm looking here, I know you got the Harrison Phillips Playmaker Scholarship, and we've had a podcast uh, prior to with Harrison last spring, you remind me a lot. Harrison. So um, I think that he even had mentioned a little bit too about meeting you. I think in the first time he met you was at, remind me the story, were you in Kearney or?
1: We were in North Platte. North Platte. I'd met him one more time before that. I met him because he works out at Midwest up like during summers and stuff like that. So I'd met him a couple times at working out with him up there. But the time that I like really got to sit down and meet him was we were up in North Platte for a Special Olympics thing right before COVID happened, right before all that happened. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: and uh, yeah, we were up there. We got to meet him, meet we got to meet his mom and we had a great time. They We discussed, we were talking about how uh, we had a event and it was trying to make it so Special Olympics was more popular across the state in Nebraska. And honestly, I've seen over the past year, even with Covid, it has grown a lot with just like po- popularity over the state and stuff like that, seeing different events, even though they are social distancing events, they've gotten a lot of a lot of popularity
0: that's awesome. That's a, it's cool. and it's it's just funny that we happened to have talked to Harrison last year at about the time. I think it couldn't have been too far after you guys met, maybe. Um and then no, because I don't think they'd announced yet, right? Yeah, I don't think so. Or maybe they had. No, I think I don't. I, don't
1: I think know. I think he. I think a he lot kind has of, happened we'll in the
0: last year. That. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I think he kind of announced it. Like it wasn't like he announced it on the scholarship, but it was like he or on the podcast. But he like mentioned like the two people that he worked
0: with. Yep.
3: Or like I, that yeah.
1: that received the scholarship.
3: Yes, yeah. I think you're right. Now, what was it like for you then to make that personal connection? You know, knowing basically knowing the guy that's going to help fund help fund your college. What was that like for you to meet him and then apply and get that scholarship?
1: So meeting Harrison was awesome, and then like on that North Platte trip that we went to is actually he I don't know if he was supposed to tell us, but he came up to me at the end of the <laughs> trip and was like uh, he came up to me at the end of the trip and actually came up to me and shook my hand and said congratulations you received the Harrison Phillips scholarship. And I was like. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Like I had, I was just in shock. I was so happy to hear it and I was, it was even better to hear it from him. It was was amazing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's a pretty awesome. And I, you know, the bills are still, uh,
1: Oh yeah, still can I don't want to
0: jinx it or anything like that, but you know, <laughs> coming into a big weekend for them. So, well, Jessica, what is one piece of advice that you would give students as they begin their junior senior year and start to explore their options for life after high school? You know, I think we know that um, higher education isn't for everyone, and you know, we do have scholarships for trade schools um, and other things. But just how you know, students, that's a hard time, and I remember, and I still at a much older age, sometimes wonder, you know, like, what do I want to be when I grow up? You know, making those big decisions when you're 17, 18. Um, so what kind of advice would you give?
2: Um, I think my one piece of advice would be junior year, I think it's a hard year in general, but using that year to just expose yourself. Um, if you are in, you um, industrial technology classes or skilled skilled in technical sciences now. Um, you know, knowing those teachers, those teachers have connections at different companies. Um, there's a variety of things students can do, um, but volunteering, shadowing, um, getting on the job. I know, you know, classes take field trips, maybe pre-COVID they took field trips. Um, but like you said, kind of being in the right place, just being willing to go down a path that you might not have realized or explored. um, I think there's a lot of um, good things that can come from that and going on college visits if you can and if you can't it's okay too Um, but I think just exposure and um, new experiences that's I mean meeting people and building those those relationships and those connections are truly everything um, because they can help you network.
0: Mm -hmm. And I remember (sighs) a long time ago again when I was getting ready to kind of talk and think about college Afraid of being away from home, and so I think, you know, myself, I would say to myself now, like, take that risk. And I think one of the wonderful things about U N O is that they have the dorms, so that you can be close but not at home. And um, definitely, you know, taking that risk to, it's okay to to leave the nest, so to speak. And um, you know, that's kind of an interesting piece. Not not everybody can can leave or wants to leave, but um, it's scary, and I think. I think you probably learn a lot from it, um, but that's that's great advice. Um, well, I don't know. Does anyone else want to add anything as far as like talking a little bit about scholarships or um, the process? You know, Lucas. Honestly, like if you were applying for that many, how did you not get fatigued? Or you know, did you have any like method of like, okay, this is a pretty generic essay that's asked frequently. I'm going to save it and then I can plug it in. You know, any shortcuts or tips you would give anyone to kind of make that process easier? Because I can imagine questions are similar. And so you would probably get a little fatigued with all the like, ugh, this question again.
1: Oh, definitely. I had probably, I had two or three different, very generic essays about myself that I had saved. But then I also had probably like, cause they all, 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 all scholarships have that one generic essay that they need you to like tell you tell them about yourself so then they get to know who you are as a person Mm -hmm. so I saved down that essay and then I had probably because some only ask that question and then others ask for like one or two sentences or something about you or something like that and then they have like so I probably wrote Twelve essays in order in that whole two-month span, which sounds like a lot, but when you're getting most of your college paid for, it's worth it in the end. It's a hundred percent worth it in the end.
2: I always Absolutely. tell my students: think of applying for scholarships like working a job. You know, you you are spending time, but think of it: you're getting free money. So just think you could be at work right now. Um, so to kind of changing your mindset as far as the application process. I mean, for Luke, Lucas, it paid off for you. Um, and you probably could take all those hours, but it made a significant impact. The other thing I think as well is, um, in the spring of junior year, I think lots of times, you know, it's maybe not at the forefront of students' minds, but, you know, identifying who are individuals that you have built relationships with that could write letters of recommendation for you and put it in their ear so they can work on it over the summer, so then it's ready to go um, and you're not scrambling last minute. I think kind of that preparation and having kind of your ducks in a row can make a huge difference too as far as like the fatigue and feeling overwhelmed with that.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. And I would imagine teachers probably feel that fatigue too. So the longer they have to work Mm -hmm. on it, um, you know, that's helpful and beneficial to them as well. So
3: what would you tell students that are maybe a little bit nervous about reaching out to those teachers?
2: Um, I would say, you know, find a teacher that you feel like you have a good relationship with. Um, Hopefully there's, you know, at least one or two teachers that you feel like you clicked with. Um, teachers are happy to write about it, um, especially if you, you know, that's your, their chance to kind of, you know, highlight who you are as a student, and um, they're there in education for a reason to help you, um, so just kind of reminding students of that.
1: All I gotta say is, uh, Miss hamsey was the one that wrote my, or she didn't write, but she helped me get my uh, education academy, like, getting into the education Academy. She's the teacher that I put down for my reference for the education Academy. and that's really why I wanted her on this is because she she really helped me start off and find out like what career path I wanted to get into because honestly, when I first like signed up for the academies and stuff like that, I was wondering whether I wanted to do the business one, all of this stuff. I really knew I wanted to be a teacher, but I didn't know what in education that I wanted to do. And then, once I had got into the education Academy, thanks to the help of miss Hamsey uh I took my or i that's when I really started up the Special Olympics and stuff like that, and that's when i found, fell in love with special education and stuff like that, and really knew that that's what I wanted to be in so I would just say that like like Miss Hamsey said, I would do anything in your way, your junior and senior year to Find what you want to do. And, like, if there are things that you will never think that you would ever wanted to do. And that could be it. That could be the one thing that you will always wanted to do. I don't know what to say because honestly, would have never seen myself in special education, but that's exactly the degree that I'm going towards right now.
0: Well, I think it's awesome because as we were brainstorming, you know, okay, we want to do a scholarship podcast, your name Lucas came up right away. Um, you're a kids net employee, you won several scholarships. And then we talked to Lucas and, and Jessica, you were, he was like, I absolutely want her on this podcast if possible. So I think that just speaks to how important finding somebody who can be an advocate and your cheerleader, because all that stuff is scary. You know, it's like, Oh, scary. College is scary. Applying for all of that stuff and you're still young. And so finding somebody who can be an advocate and a cheerleader for you is important. And this right here just proves how necessary and fruitful that can be. So you guys are awesome. And I just want to say, Lucas, we're proud to have you as an alum and an employee with KidsNet. And Jessica, thanks for your work in the district, for being instrumental in the lives of so many students. We appreciate you. Thanks for joining us. Well, Ashley, I will tell you the Millard students in our district don't ever cease to amaze me. Not at all. They are They're awesome. I will tell you that.
3: Yeah, it was really good hearing about their relationship, and, you know, during the whole podcast, she was preaching, get to know your teachers, get to know them early, and that kind of helped shape his career path by building that relationship and helped him get a lot of scholarships.
0: Right, and I'd say how cool for us. We got to come full circle. We've talked to Harrison. We've talked to his scholarship recipient. Ah, look at us. Look (laughs)
3: at us. (laughs) And it was What a unique opportunity for him to be able to shake the hand of someone that was giving him a scholarship. You know, it's not always the case.
0: Right. I actually think it's really cool on both sides because he got to meet Harrison and I'm sure Harrison would tell us how wonderful that was to be able to see his money going into action and who was actually going to be utilizing that. So, um, you know, maybe we strive for more of that in the future. What a great opportunity for both. And I will say- On um, another note, I just-
3: I mean, these kids are very lucky. I, you know, growing up in a smaller town, I didn't have anything like the foundation to help kind of group these together for me. And I think it's amazing what you guys are doing to just kind of say, come here. It's kind of all in one.
0: Yeah. It's really cool. The process is, you know, you fill out some information and it starts filling out, like finding that logic behind the scenes of what you can qualify for. And then you can decide if you want to, you know, fill out for this scholarship and what essay and all that good stuff. Um, And I think one of the things that we're really proud about here is um, we have diverse scholarships. So We have scholarships for every student, whether you're a high-performing student, average student, a student that wants to go into a trade school, or higher education. Uh, We feel like that journey for every student is different, and our goal is to provide them the opportunity. Um, So it's kind of exciting, and I think, you know, as we've built the program, we've had more of those trade school um, scholarship providers come to us and say, this is important. It's important for me for this reason. And it's also important for our community to get people going into those trades. So. um,
3: Well, and again, he was talking about how Lucas was talking about going into the education academy and how that kind of shaped him. We have a ton of great opportunities for our students to go into trade academies. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, And they're able to come out of that and, yeah, either have
0: good scholarships or, heck, even have jobs at the end of that. That's awesome. So if you have a senior this year or maybe you have a junior, um, we open scholarships typically in December. And the deadline this year is February 1st. So visit the website here at mpsfoundation.org to get that senior started on application. Um, and then always one last thing, do us a favor. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe, review, and share the podcast. Thank you for listening and we'll chat soon.